Greetings once again in the name of the immutable one, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. My theme for your meditation, for stability in seekings and times, man changeable but God changeless. I say in the midst of our world we see how man change day by day, but God remain changeless. God is eternal. God is immutable. God cannot change. Nothing in the world can make God to change. No, we change, but God cannot. Everything in our world changes. Man is changeable, but God remains changeless. We are mutable. It means we are this build in chains in our DNA, but God is not a man. God is immutable. Listen to these few points. We live in dangerous times, I say. We live in difficult times. We live in harmful times. We live in times of anxiety, times of fear, times of stress, times of worry. And so, my friend, in the midst of a global climate of, of death, of maim, of scariness. Things are, are changeable. Time is fleeting. I say we live in dangerous times. Daily people become more evil. Death by deception is everywhere in our communities and in our country. It is observable that there are so much deception and in the midst of these deceptions they have the intention to harm and they have the intention to kill. Now listen to this. People fail us. Governments fail us. Political leaders, religious leaders will fail us. I say again, according to the word of God, I'm a voice. Do not depend on Politicians, on presidents, on, on, on whoever they think they are, let us not depend on people, but let us depend on the changeless one, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, God cannot lie, God cannot die, and God cannot fail. This is the emphasis of my meditation in the midst of global stress, in the, in the midst of global anxiety, in the midst of global panic, in the midst of global stress. I say call upon the name of Jesus because man is changeable, but God is changeless. God is eternal. God is timeless. God is immutable. It means God cannot change. Hebrews 4 verse 12 is my reason for preaching and teaching. For the word of God is. Now this is also what's important. That God's word is immutable. God's word is ageless, timeless. 
It cannot become obsolete. Cannot be made away with. It cannot become redundant. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful. Remember this. God cannot lie. God cannot die. And God cannot fail. On the basis of this premises that God cannot let us look at Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is, one, it is alive and powerful. Two, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. Three, it penetrates, means it cuts even to the dividing four of the soul and the spirit. Five of the joints and the marrow. Six, it judges the thoughts. And seven, it, it understands the attitude of your heart and that of mine. Complementary to Hebrews 4.12, we find this revolutionary text, 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. Again, I say that God cannot lie, God cannot die, and God cannot fail. Look in the text of, of this declaration, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is, all scripture is timeless, ceaseless, ageless. Therefore, the word of God says, all scripture is God breath. It means it has the power of God oh, to, to come into our lives and to transform us, to give us hope in the midst of a storm. To give peace in the midst of a crisis. What is the four benefits of God, God's word? A, it is useful for teaching. So you, we can find God's word as a teacher. God the Holy Spirit is the teacher. Unseen, yet he is real. B, it is useful for rebuking. C, it is useful for correcting. D, it is useful for training in righteousness. Again, I want to make it paramount clear. I want to make it very clear that man, you and I, we are changeables. But God is changeless. Built into the human DNA is the mortality of man. We come into this world and we die out in this world. Jesus came into a world. He died, but he conquered life, sin, and the grave. And he resurrected from the grave. It means death could not hold him, death could not contain him, death could not stop him, but he came and he paralyzed the forces of darkness and he conquered death, life, and sin itself. That's why I am convinced that man is changeable. We cannot trust them. We, we cannot depend on them. They have disappointed us. But God is changeless. God's word is, and his promises are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I say again, we live in dangerous times. Daily people become more and more evil. Death is everywhere present. We see death by deception. COVID-19 was deception to believe that we have a virus. It was the purpose to depopulate the world. So everywhere in our communities and everywhere in our country, there's death by deception. But Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus, his word, his person, his character is eternal truthfulness, 
faithfulness, durability, changeability, unchangeability. God cannot lie, God cannot die, and God cannot fail. Today for my personal meditation, I wish to emphasize, again I say, God cannot lie. In the hope of eternal life, the God that cannot lie promises hope before the foundations of the world. God cannot lie. God cannot die. Oh, hallelujah, only God cannot die. But we, we the changeables, this built in death into our total DNA structure, we want to stay, but we have to go. But God cannot die, and God cannot fail. The Manson statement calls our attention to Numbers 23, verse 19. When I say God cannot lie, when I say God cannot die, and when I say God cannot fail, I call on your attention to Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. The Bible's, this Bible text draws distinction between the character of man and the character of God. Scripture calls our attention to who and what God is, not to who and what we are. One, God is not a man. In contrast, man cannot become God. God is spirit. Man is visible and tangible. We are temporal. We come and we go. But God is a spirit. There is no end in God. He is eternal. He is ageless, ceaseless. And endures from generation unto generation too. God cannot lie in contrast to Psalm 120 verse 2. Save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. This is the prayer of David, that human beings, we have lying lips and we can be deceitful. If God the Holy Spirit is not working in our soul, not working in our hearts, not working in our minds, then we can keep on lying and we can Maintain deceit with a smile. John 8.44 reveals the character of Satan. Satan is called the father of all lies. So when I lie, when I, when I am deceitful, then I do the works of the father. Satan is the father of lies. Point three. So God is not a man. God cannot lie. Neither the Son of Man. Meaning, not born, but eternal and immutable. Man, in contrast, is mutable and will die. I say again, built into our DNA, we have death into our veins, into our bones, into our flesh. And our mortality is built on death. We desire to live, but there comes a moment that we cannot cross. But God has crossed what man cannot do. He defeated death. He defeated sin. He defeated Satan. He defeated life itself. That's why the Bible says, Whosoever believes on him, even though we die, yet shall we live. Jesus Christ is the eternal one. is the Messiah. He is the Christ, the anointed, the appointed, and the approve one from heaven. Four. God is not a man. God cannot lie. 
neither the Son of Man, that he should repent. God is sinless and holy and perfect. Romans 3 verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In contrast with God, we have sinned and we still do sin. But this God, this eternal God, this ageless God, this immutable God is holy for excellence. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come sort of of the glory of God. 1 John 1 verse 10, If we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar and the truth of God is not in us. This Romans 3.23 reveals me and it reveals you. Only God is sinless and holy and perfect. God is immutable and I am temporal. Five. God is not a man. God cannot lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have God said and shall he not do it? God never changes his mind what he says he will do. Isaiah 46 verse 10, God does not and cannot change his mind. 1 Samuel 15, 28 and 2019 implies God cannot change his mind, but people do. We change, our, we change our minds, we change our plans, we change direction, we, we, we move from one month to another month. There's continual change in the world, but the Bible says that God cannot change. God is stable, God is stickable, God is indestructible, God is faithful, God is durable. So I want you in the midst of the calamities that happens in the world, COVID-19, and all the agendas to, 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 to depopulate the world, I want you to link to heaven, call on the name of Jesus, and God's Spirit will seal us. God's Spirit will save us. God's Spirit will cover us against the forces of darkness and death and the agents of fear, anxiety, and stress. So God is not a man, God cannot lie, neither the Son of Man, that he should repent. Have God said, and shall he not do it? Have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Proverbs 19.21 There are many devices in the heart of man. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. It's impossible for God's word to change. My word changes, your word changes. We are changeable, but God is changeless. Proverbs 30, 15, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him in the midst of death, in the midst of panic, in the midst of, of, of stress and anxiety and fear. I said, call upon the name of Jesus. Listen to this. Proverbs 30, 15. Every word of God proves true. It is durable. It is faithful. It is trustable. It is stable. And amazingly, the word of God is a shield. It's a cover. 
to those who take a refuge in him. Do not call on government. Do not call on priests. Do not call on politicians. Do not call on, on billionaires and, and whoever they are. Even if they are billionaires, they must die. Even if they are president, they will die. But Jesus Christ, the Messiah of the entire universe, cannot die, cannot die, and he cannot fail. So from the standpoint of God's immutability or changelessness, we again investigate God's word for troubled times and difficult days ahead. There's going to be difficult days. There's going to be challenging times. But I say the word of God proves true. He's a shield and it's a refuge for those who come unto Jesus. I remind you again of, of Moses' admonition of the Hebrew people leaving Egypt. Exodus 14, 13. Moses answers and said, and I want to encourage you this, at the, at the dawn of my meditation, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Listen to this. Do not be afraid. We have the changeless one. We have the eternal one. We have the ageless one, Jesus Christ. He can never abandon. He, 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 he's in the business to deliver. He's in the business to protect. He's in the business to redeem. The Egyptians that you see, Represents every plan of Satan to kill you and to kill me. Let us investigate the closure of our 26th word. Point A, the position of the word. Point 1, the word he, H-E, is the 26th word in Psalm 21 verse 3. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Whatever happens, whatever plot, whatever plan, they are plotting and planning to kill you, to destroy you. The Bible says that God neither slumber nor sleeps. He will not allow the traps that they set for you and for me to prosper. The battle is not mine. The battle is not yours. No weapon formed against you, against me will prosper. Why? Because God is cursed, crushing with the seven eyes of God. God sees in real time what is happening in our world today. Point one, the word, he is the 26th word in Psalm 21 verse 3. He will not suffer. It means, I call it the law of divine impossibilities. God can never allow what they plan to harm you. Never allow them to destroy us because uh, my refuge is Jesus. He is, the, he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is the Savior. He is the Deliverer and He is the Protector. And also, He is the Battle Commander of God's army. God's army was never defeated then. God's army will never be defeated today. And even at the Battle of Armageddon, the Battle Commander and His and His Angels will destroy and defeat and paralyze and neutralize the forces of darkness. Point two, number 26, refer to the name of God in Psalm 21 verse 2, called the Lord. 
Point three. The Lord in English is the translation of the Hebrew name of God called Yahweh. yod hey vav Point four. Psalm 121 verse 2 reveals that the Lord, or the number 26 in Hebrew, represents creator God of heaven and earth. So my protector, my redeemer, my savior, my shield, my shade is the person of the Lord and savior Jesus Christ. So what we need to do is call upon the name of Jesus and we will be redeemed, we will be saved, we will be rescued and we will be delivered. Point five. Number 26 symbolically referred to Genesis 1 verse 26 where it states the following and God said by spoken word God calls heaven and earth to come into existence but you and I there's something different and, and God's, God creates and God speaks his intention let us make man in our image after our likeness and later on God formed from the dust of the earth he called Adam to being by the reason why that God molded and formed and fashioned his body because God wanted a relationship with you and God wants a relationship with me point six the personal pronoun he represents that God is our benefactor from heaven and deals with us in his grace and in his mercy as per Psalm 103 verse 2 bless the Lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits Jesus Christ is heaven's benefactor and we are the beneficiary of grace upon grace point seven the word he stand in the place of the word God both have the number of 26. Point A. The word is often used to represent the name of God as an abbreviation for God, which means the name. It's a name above all names. That name, uh, that name that when we call the name Jesus, when I declare and say Jesus, demons will have to flee. Demons will have to bow. There's an earthquake in heaven when I say Jesus. That name above all names. And it's a way of saying God without actually saying the name of God. Point nine. In our text, the word he, as the 26th word, represents that God is our ultimate source. Jesus Christ is the ultimate source of protection. Jesus Christ is the ultimate source of deliverance, of provision. He can provide your bread. He can provide your water. He can provide meat. For 40 years in the desert, God kept the Hebrew nation alive. The faithfulness of God secures our city from today, yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. So Jesus Christ, as the Messiah, is the ultimate source. Point 10. This implies that God is, one, our ultimate protector in dangerous times. In the midst of deception and lies, our God is the ultimate source of truth. 
Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So truth is not a theory. Truth has a personality. Truth has a name, the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus, the Son of God. It is now revealed that COVID-19 was intentional deception and globalized presented this truth. Remember Cain, we invited Abel to follow him to offer a sacrifice and killed his brother instead. They look nice, but in the niceness they are plotting to destroy, they are plotting to kill, they are plotting to harm. You've got to protect yourself by calling on Jesus, the Son of God. Point B, for my meditation for you. What is my intention? I want to reveal to you that God is changeless. God is shapeless. God is ageless. God is timeless. God is eternal. But you and I, we are mutable. Built into our DNA is changed. I come into this world as a baby and I will die as an adult. But dying, it will happen. I don't know when, but that day when I face death, uh, I will call upon the name of Jesus because Jesus conquered life, uh, conquered Satan, conquered the systems of this world, and he will protect you and me. Point B. The character of God is changeless. It is built into the DNA of God that he is timeless, changeless, ageless, Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. Point one. The word he, the personal pronoun, stands in the 26th position. And at the, and at the beginning of the third verse, in Psalm 21, verse 3, he will not allow your foot to be moved. Point two. As I was busy writing the reference, Psalm 21 verse 3, the Spirit of God prompted me to multiply 121 times 3, and the final value was 363. I then placed the value of 363 according to the Hebrew Chomate on Google and discovered that the value 363 in Hebrew means, listen to this, the Messiah with reference to the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So the first word in the third verse of Psalm 21, verse 3, the word he is, it has an identity, it is the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Three, when we multiply the reference number 121, times the value of the personal pronoun, which is 13, then our final value is 1,573. And according to the Hebrew Homotea, the number 1573 stands for this amazing words. Amazing Jesus. 1573 stands for amazing Jesus. Why amazing? He was the anointed. He was the approved. And it was the appointed from heaven. Jesus took on humanity. But in essence, he who, he who disguised himself in flesh is God. 
So God took on humanity, received the name Jesus, because what does, what does Jesus mean? It means the Savior of the world. He came not to, to kill, he came not to, not to reject, but to receive. Point four. So we are dealing with the eternal Messiah that appeared unto Moses at the burning bush. I say Jesus Christ in his pre-existence before he became human. He appeared unto Moses at the burning bush. We are dealing with the eternal Messiah that visited Adam in the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden. We are dealing with the eternal Messiah that met Abram in the plains of Mamre and promised the birth of Isaac. As for Genesis chapter 18, this eternal Messiah took on humanity, received a name Jesus, called the Christ or the Messiah. It is the anointed, it is the approved and the appointed one from heaven. So I think it's better to, to, to operate with heaven than to operate with the people of the earth because they are deceiving, they are deceitful, they are deceptive by the core. That's what the Bible says, cursed is the man who depends on man. Because man has the, has the audacity to turn their backs on their promises. Point five, the word he has the chamatria value of 13. And the number 13 is very significant because it relates to the transcendent dimension of God. God is here, there, and everywhere. God is local and global at the same time. Point six. The number 13 relates to the oneness and the love of God. Point seven. The number 13 calls our attention, listen to this, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Point eight. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 has 13 verses. Here we find the number 13 mentioned twice, and 13 plus 13 is 26. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 speaks about God, um, and the essence of God, God is love. Irrespective of who you are, God loves you. Irrespective of where you find yourself, God will not abandon you. The love of God is always seeking to redeem you and to redeem me. Point nine. According to 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1, listen to what it states. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have no love, then I am a noisy gong or a cleansing symbol. I can just make a noise if I don't have the love of God. Point 10. Therefore the number 13 speaks of God's love towards all humanity with special reference to 1 Peter 4 since love covers a multitude of sins. The coming of Jesus Christ was the covering of the billions and the billions of people then, the billions of people today, and the billions of people in the future. All the sins collectively, Jesus came and covered a multitude of sins. The love of God does the impossible what man cannot do for himself. Point 11. 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and God is love. Isn't that majestic? 
12, John 3, verse 16, this universal known text, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It is the life of the perfect for the sinful. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is God. And as God, he came and took on humanity, received the name Jesus, so that he can see you and forgive you, that he can touch you and heal you. And also by his spoken word, he can forgive you. He says to the man on the cross, the thief, Today you will be with me in paradise at this moment when he placed his confidence and his dependency and his reliance on Christ. He was forgiven instantaneously. You flee to Jesus and God is an adequate capable protector against the storms of life, even death. Point C, the 13 attributes of mercy. The attributes of mercy. Point one, the number 13 reveals the character of God tested and proved as per Exodus 34, 6 and 7. I want to give you a background where this Exodus 34, 6 and 7 comes from. Listen to this meditation. We must view the number 13 or the character of God with reference to the sin of idol worship, idolatry. The episode of the golden calf in Exodus chapter 32. This is the background, I give you a background. One, after 49 days of travel in the desert, remember God was leading the way, guiding Moses as his representative. Point two, on the 50th day, God gave unto Moses two tablets, the Ten Commandments written with the finger of God. Exodus 31 verse 18. Point three. The nation saw the glory of God descending upon Mount Sinai, the mountain. God commanded Moses to ascend up the mountain. And God says, that God is going to teach him, God is going to show him what happened for 40 days. 40 days and 40 nights, he was in the very presence of God. Point four. The people grew impatient, waiting for Moses to return. And they began to worry. Terrified, the Hebrew people gathered around Aaron and demanded that he make for, him, for them a new leader. In the absence of Moses, they demanded a leader by the high priest Aaron. Point five. Aaron told the people, go home and bring all your gold. The crazed woman ripped off their own jewelry and threw it into the fire and out of it came a golden calf. Point six. The next day, the people rose early and made their way to the golden calf where they would offer sacrifices and started worshipping an idol, changing from the allegiance from, from God to 
an idol. Point seven. In addition to idol worship, the people committed acts of immorality and murder. Point eight. Three months after leaving Egypt, and a mere 40 days after receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai, the Hebrew nation created an idol and worshipped it. Imagine 40 days earlier God gave them his laws. 40 days later they abandoned the laws and what happens? Man changes but God does not change. Point 9. The creation of the golden calf and worshipping the golden image they violated God's law. The Bible says he who violates God's law must die immediately. Point A. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Point B. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or likeness of any, anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth below or that is in the water under the earth. Point C. Thou shalt bow, not bow down thyself, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So God said, Thou shalt not bow to other gods. We shall not, we shall not make or create a calf a golden calf and, and, and worship it as if it's God. He's a jealous God. His name is Jealous. Point head. God sent Moses back unto his people and Moses sold the golden calf. Moses threw the two stone plates towards the golden calf and he destroyed it. Point 11. This act of high treason towards God caused the death of 3,000 people. Point 12. Moses. Listen to this. God must have been furious. I have brought them from, from Egypt. And here they commit high treason. They abandon me. Now listen to this. Moses represents the work of the Messiah. The work of the mediator. Point 12. Moses intercedes on behalf of his people. And mediated between God and his people. Because God desired to destroy the nation because of idol worship. The Bible says God relented from destroying the nation from the face of the earth. Point three. The result is God's 13 attributes of mercy. According to Exodus 34, 6 and 7. In Hebrew, it equals 13 words. Point 14, Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Listen to this, verse 6. And the Lord passed by before Moses and proclaimed, Listen to the declaration, the self-revelation of God, who he is, who and what God is, not who and what you are. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions 
and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children under the third and the fourth generation. It is the, the mediation of Moses that averted a greater catastrophe, the total annihilation of the Hebrew nation. It is the love of God that protects in the midst of rebellion, that of idol worship. Point D. What is majestic, what is amazing, it reveals, point D, God never changes. The love of God is thrown abroad, abreast. It is available even if we sin, the sin of idolatry, and we repent, God's love will redeem us and God will forgive us. Point one, Malachi 3 verse 6. Listen to, here God speaks for himself and states for all people to know, I, the Lord, do not change. In the midst of the nation's rebellion of idol worship, the Lord says, not even the idol worship can change me. I still love them if they are willing to turn from their wicked ways. Call upon me and I will redeem them. Point two. The statement in Malachi 3, 6 introduces us the doctrine of God's immutability. Man is changeable, but God is changeless. Point three, immutable character of God implies, A, God is always God. He can never change. Point B, He is always infinitely powerful. He never loses His power. Point C, God will never fail to accomplish His will. Point D, God can never lie. Point E, God can never die but live eternally. Point F, Whatever God was before creation, he will be even when heaven and earth comes to an end. What's the application? Why am I so passionate about this, that man is changeable but God is changeless? What is the application for COVID-19 dispensation for, for our dangerous times, for evil days? I want to, I want to apply this to your situation, that God will not abandon you, God will not turn his back on you, if you call upon the name of Jesus, you will be protected, you will be shielded, and you will be shaded against harm and danger, even death. Point one, listen to this, irrespective of what may happen, God will protect his people, God will protect his own. Point two, irrespective of changing times, God remains the same. Point three, irrespective of what the enemy may plan to kill, to maim us, to harm us, our Redeemer neither slumber nor sleeps. His, his intention is to protect you. Point four, God's word is forever settled in heaven. God's promises never changes as per Psalm 119 verse 89. Point five, God's mercy never ceases for it is everlasting, as per Jeremiah 31, verse 3, point 6, Hebrews 13, verse 8, this is, this is majestic, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever, 
In conclusion, I would say COVID-19 has not and cannot change God. The love of God is available towards all people. I close with the words of Moses as per Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. This is majestic. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. My meditation today for you. Man changeable, but God is changeless. Everything in our world changes. Man changeable, but God changeless. We are mutable, but God is immutable. I say again, we live in dangerous times. Call upon the name of Jesus, and God will protect you even before, during, and even after a storm. God is mighty slow, but always on time. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk. Ancient principles from the Bible for today's people and their problems. Amen and Amen.